0: Welcome to Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner, follow Bo at Bob Rack, you can follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards, listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, me 1-4 to four on the Freaks, and Bo 4-7 to seven on the Drive Mountain Time. Uh, so, Bo and I have talked about this separately, but we haven't talked about it together, the signing of Robert Alford to be the number two corner, presumptively, alongside Patrick Peterson, three-year, $22.5 million deal. Thirteen and a half million guaranteed. What was your initial? Because this is a guy that you had talked about earlier in the week. Yeah, or uh, sorry, yeah, earlier in the week about you know a target for the Cardinals, and they inevitably bring him in. Uh, What's your thoughts? I think it just adds professionalism to
1: the defensive secondary that they've lacked for a long time. That revolving door, as of late, has been just a bunch of just dudes. Like it was Brandon Williams, who was a running back in college, as we've kind of highlighted for. Many times, and he was just way over his head as a third-round pick out of Texas A&M, and then you've got Benny Benwickery, you've got David Emerson, you've got uh, Jamar Taylor, who was a failure. Um, even before that, you had Justin Bethel, just guys that on a play-to-play basis didn't know where they needed to be. Didn't, they just had to be either heavily coached up, and if they weren't, they they often found themselves in the wrong spot and were getting burned. Mm-hmm. And to have that opposite one of the best corners in the league became just a huge liability, and I know that Robert Alford, I mean, let's take let's put this in perspective, and we can throw Brooks Reed in there as well. A guy who's going to play, you know, the edge in the 34 defense. He's going to play, uh, you know, the linebacker spot. He's up there in age. We know him because he played at U of A. Uh, these were two castoffs from a bad defense. Let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the Falcons didn't feel like they wanted to pay Robert Alford $8.5 million a season. Now, the Cardinals look like they've been able to trim off that, but they're still paying him a significant amount to play opposite Patrick Peterson. The, the thing that he provides to me that I like is that safety blanket of professionalism, and he knows where he's going right. to need to be. Right? Is he going to be making big plays? Is he going to be shutting down guys? No, not necessarily. I mean, it's a guy that had five pass interference calls on him last year. He's He's going to get flagged up, but probably those flags are touchdown-preventing plays that he's making. So I mean,
0: you need a tourniquet for the defense. And yeah. you'll take, and I equated this to, it's like you're about to take a class, a very hard class. Teacher comes up to you and offers you a B- minus right mm-hmm. away. Go on to your next class. Don't worry about it. Take the B- minus, or you can study your face off and right. you may not get as good a grade. Steve Kime kind of walked in. Give me the B-. minus. Let's go.
1: Well, yeah, and especially since you were, uh, I mean, this would be, Maybe nice of me to say that they were getting these. They on that position. Yeah, the last last, yeah, last couple yeah, it seasons. Was, no, it no, was awful. It yeah, was right, terrible. So right, so it's an right. upgrade, but yeah. it's
0: not like an all world thing because right. they can't afford an all world thing. You have right. so many holes to fill with the money you have to spend. Well, I
1: mean, I'm not concerned about the money, and, the, and they make the move to uh, bring in a cap specialist uh, to replace the previous cap specialist. Matt Harris comes in as your director of administration. He pretty much flips, flops with, uh, you know, he, he's a successor, the guy who was his successor in Detroit, and he comes from the Lions. And they're going to be fine. They're going to find out how, how to spend their money wisely. They've already filled a couple voids, and it hasn't broke the bank. And you've already got more depth than you did previously. I mean, you've already gotten better. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, marginally better. But you've already gotten better and that's that's all you can say And one
0: box is checked
1: yeah one box is checked i mean, i think that's fair to say it's a big deal do, but at this point you know with robert alford um you know is at his age do you, do you bring in a guy in the draft do you still do you still eye moving down from that top position let's talk about the brooks reed you know uh signing as well like what is what does the signing of Brooks Reed mean to the Arizona Cardinals in their offseason? Does that mean Marcus Golden is gone? Does that mean they shift as far as what kind of who they're gonna eye at the top of the draft potentially, or are they just gonna trade out of it? I mean, Brooks Reed, or it could just be a depth guy. It probably at this point in his career. Yeah,
0: we're not I mean, the thing with Marcus Golden is I wonder what kind of price tag he's gonna warrant. And I think that's the market will kind of determine if the Cardinals bring him back or not. Cause I mean, here's the thing. Everybody trusts him. I mean, he's a he, he's a solid. Glue, I hate using the the adage "solid glue" guy. Dude doesn't. I mean, I trust Marcus Golden rushing the passer. I mean, you've you've heard his name last year, maybe more than maybe more than in the past, but I I mean, it's really going to determine. What the Cardinals do with? I mean, if he gets offered twenty five or thirty million dollars somewhere, he's not. The Cardinals aren't going to pay him that. No, I mean, I
1: don't, he's not going to get that type right, of money. Right,
0: but it, but if if somebody wants to bring him in, he had two and a half sacks last year. I understand, but he's going to be like.
1: You remember Alex Okafor? Yeah, I think he's going to be. He's probably going to get similar. Yeah, deal but he, to I that. mean,
0: that's fine. But I mean, when he went to the Saints, he was an impact guy. He was okay when he left.
1: He's okay. I mean, I just think you just got Brooks Reed right. Yeah. Look at Brooks Reed to Marcus Golden. They're kind of similar, right? Yeah. And sure. then say you add, it, what if you do go pass rusher number one overall? If you hold on to it, if you stick and pick and you take Josh Allen or Nick Bosa, you don't need to pay Marcus Gold.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's fair. That's fair. And that's with, with to answer your first question, uh, with corner, listen, we don't know what the Cardinals are going to do for the rest of free agency. We know that that box is checked, but if they can't get, an offensive lineman or an interior defensive lineman, you know, of worth, or they don't want to overpay or what have you. Mm-hmm. You, you can't answer that question because if there are glaring needs and you are not taking Nick Bosa and you want to trade down, mm-hmm. if there is a glaring need that you still need, why double up when you you made a decision to sign Robert Alford? Right. So that almost takes Greedy Williams out of the equation, unless you can bring in a couple guys already, like a like a Golden Tate, somebody like that on the, from the receiving core. In an offensive lineman or defensive tackle.
1: I mean, the the thing that Robert Alford gives you the ability to do, though. I mean, you mentioned a guy like Greedy Williams. I mean, it gives you the flexibility. What mentorship? Not For only what? to have a, yeah another voice in the locker room, a veteran presence, and you don't have to start Greedy Williams necessarily opposite Patrick Peterson. He could he could start in the slot. He could start at the nickel corner p- position and and grow. Um, if you do end up trading down, I mean, this is all yeah. basically, you're not going to take greedy Williams, number one overall, right. or if he slips to second round, number one, that then, you, then you got some opportunities, but you do have the opportunity. It's a stop gap, right? It's a bridge to hopefully developing somebody opposite Patrick Peterson, or maybe it's just, you know, a stop gap to another free agent signing in two years. Yeah. It's basically a two year deal, right? You know, that 13 and a half million you mentioned, that's, that's what he's going to get. but, I want to ask you, and maybe we'll talk about it on the other side. As far as, you know, when you look at Brooks Reed and you look at Robert Alford, and these are two players that you brought on the defensive side of the ball, you mentioned the offensive line. Is this a precursor to when free agency begins that the Cardinals go hard after the best offensive lineman available?
0: We'll talk about it next, Locked On Cardinals. Welcome back, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Fox Sports 910 contingent here on Locked On Cardinals. So, Bo posed the question because of the. The two defensive signings that have happened already, when free agency opens, will the Cardinals be going harder for an offensive lineman or something of the sort? I mean, I'm in the camp that as many holes as you can fill in free agency to alleviate stress going into the draft is what the Cardinals need to do. So, does that mean overpaying? Does that mean bringing in an Nate Solder type and, and, and paying the house for him and hoping it works out? No. But they're in an interesting purgatory where they have money to spend, but they have to allocate it perfectly and they can't overpay anybody and they obviously have to keep Patrick Peterson in the back of their minds. For the future, how you're going to structure contracts, etc. To answer your question directly, no, not necessarily. Where offensive lineman is the absolute key. If there is a wide receiver, like they need, I understand you need to protect Patrick, uh, uh, Josh Rosen. But also understand that Cliff Kingsbury is going to get the ball out of his hands quick. Mm -hmm. That's the new NFL. So, while an offensive lineman is obviously paramount, you need guys to throw the ball to also. So, I'm not sure what the next box to be checked offensively will be. Would it be easy? Sure. Bring in in an unsexy offensive line choice, bring him in, pay him an amount that won't break the bank, and somebody that doesn't have you know, severe injury history like we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Now, so say, I will ask you, because this will either open up the search or shrink it for offensive linemen. Are you married to DJ Humphreys uh, Humphrey's playing left tackle? Uh, Like, I understand he's played a few years. I understand people don't notice. And listen, I don't know either. I never played offensive line. But moving from left tackle to right tackle or something like they had Jarvel Deer do a couple years Mm -hmm. ago, it's like learning how to write with your opposite hand and just having to do it immediately. Right, like everything that, is flipped.
1: The guy that hasn't been on the field long enough—I mean, who who knows what if you'll be able to just put him in there? I mean, he, he could just be like Jared Valdir was and just be a disaster. Right, but like,
0: what if what if there's a left tackle that comes up that's available that they love? It's just or is it just somebody that you're not it even just looking feels at? Like
1: the guys that are available, maybe like the Jawan James from Miami or what was it uh, Brown from New England? They're guys that are kind of Swiss Army knife type. Okay, they can play different linemen, positions. And they, yeah, they've played the tackle position and they've played primarily the right tackle. I know Brown played left tackle recently, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's tough to continue to employ DJ Humphries. I get your point at the left tackle position. You know, the most important position on the line, and him continually not pr- either produce or stay healthy. It's it's been a, it's been a complete disaster of a first round pick you know, whether or not he's going to be here long-term, they've got to decide that this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to do that, you know, let's let's simmer the expectations. You just start him at left tackle, and if he fails, then you know the answer for your future, right. that he's not in the plans, you mm-hmm. know? And you just got to figure that out. I mean, you just got to kind of ride or die with DJ Humphreys, unfortunately, at left tackle.
0: Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, uh, on the other side, we are going to talk about the next move the Cardinals need to make. And if we know, I mean, all we've talked about is, there are so many different paths to get to where you need to go. And the first uh, marker has been passed with the signing of Robert Alford, but there's still so much left to do. Alex clancy Bobrock, We'll be right back. Wrapping up here, Alex clancy Bobrock Locked On Cardinals. Are we Rob- going to
1: do the uh, Locked On Hot Shots soon? Is that oh, happening? sweet mother.
0: <laughs> so it's funny. I was the, <laughs> the Arizona Hot Shots. Uh, the AAF, the franchise, AAF right? Arizona Hotshots, were in front of 300 people last night at, at Diablo Stadium the, there ended up being
1: they reported 15,000 yeah there they, were a lot
0: but in the beginning it looked very it looked slight compared to the final numbers but listen I was the one I was the proponent saying this is going to be big I didn't watch a lick <laughs> you didn't <laughs>
1: no I I saw the hot, the highlights. Uh, apparently, the Hot Shots were pretty much the only team in the whole league that got anything going offensively. Yeah, they
0: put up 30, what, 37 points? Thirty Yeah, 38.
1: Yeah, 38.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I was looking on my ESPN app, and uh, I couldn't find AAF for no, a box score. No. Couldn't was, find a box score. I, I don't was, know if ESPN's that close. They're not there yet.
1: It was weird to see, like, Arizona and then 38 points. It was just odd. Yeah, that's the combined seen. first six weeks of the Arizona <laughs>
0: Cardinals. People forget – we will continue to remind you from week seven on last week last, last year, year. Yeah, man, yeah, it, was, it brutal. was brutal, terrible. Like it's just, we love our jobs. Mm-hmm. We love them. Trust me, we don't. We don't get paid well enough to not love our jobs. We are very, very happy with what we. It's, it's a passion play. It took it. It took a. It took a toll on us the last ten or eleven weeks of last season. It's just repetitive stuff over and over again. Maybe this will change. Maybe fire Mike McCoy. That was fun for 10 minutes, and then we moved on, and it's just, man, it's been brutal. So all the things that we're talking about now are, you know, it's the reason why you get into the radio business. It's it's prognosticating. It's it's trying to predict what the best outcome or how to get to the best outcome for this franchise. And so far, so good. I mean, it's listen, they're not sexy hires. They're not sexy. Like Alfred isn't sexy. It's not. It's you know. It's not a a, a splash. Like you have to I don't
1: agree know. with me on this though. If the signings continue to be of this caliber,
0: I understand. They're, they're Steve Wilkes again. So it, this is. It's a bad. It's just as similar as last right, offseason. Right. But these are. But these are things before free agency starts. Yeah. Like, no. These yeah, are, absolutely. And you need these ones to be the glue in the foundation of the defense in an effort to be able to build stronger buildings. Man, nailed it. Right now,
1: you look at it and you're like, okay. Yeah, fine. This is good. Right. I, I, th- I like what you I, – I see the direction you're going with the coaching staff. I see the direction you're going with free agency. Now you have to hit it when the time comes midnight right. in March. You right. have to really be ready for that. And I think, you know, I, I don't know. I might be crazy. I'm starting to regain – The shred of confidence in Steve Kline's ability to be this general manager. The thing
0: is, we have to have confidence in him. Yeah, like there's no choice now. No, so it's you bring him back. It's a fool's errand to be like, nope, bad move. Nope, bad move. This is the. I don't know why he still has the keys to the castle. I don't. I, I don't know. But it's it is a fool's errand. It is wasted space, both mentally and what comes out of our mouth. To think otherwise, because this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, as long as he doesn't regress, fine. But in the in the Van Wilder dare-to-be-great moment, hmm. you like that? Yeah. yeah that was good. Uh, he was sitting in the penalty box with Tara Reid when he talked about it. Um, Tara Reid. Oh, no. He was at the house. The rich people. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: Uh, Two different
0: yeah, career tra- trajectories. Yeah, yeah trajectory. trajectories, yeah. yeah. I wanted a lot more plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, when that time comes, and it's going to be in the draft. Right. It will be in the draft. How can you determine what that number one pick is worth if you still have the guarantee that your guy, if you trade down, will be there? All of that is predicated upon being effective in free agency, both salary cap-wise and talent-wise. So we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, this is going to be it's going to be fun for the next several weeks and mm-hmm. uh, leading up to the draft. I I, I always wish that there wasn't a time where you're like, man, I'm just ready for the draft to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like excitement like Christmas, but like I'm done talking about it. Like it's I usually it's usually the week of yeah. Bo. I mean, we talk about it for a month straight all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I just I just wish that didn't come. I wish I would be.
1: At least we're not Stephen A in it and saying that Dwayne Haskins is more of a running quarterback than passing quarterback. Is he
0: trolling us at this point? Listen, dude. Hunter Henry had a great year last year. He he was really looking forward to him playing the the Chiefs in week whatever, week 16. That's
1: why you have to, like, sing the praises of Locked On Podcasts. It's like people who actually know what they're talking about. Not people that are just overpaid, who have a platform, and continually swing and miss. Just
0: spew nonsense. Did you see that Stephen A saying
1: the – why he thinks Kyler Murray would be better than Dwayne Haskins is because Dwayne Haskins, who's as mobile as Josh Rosen, <laughs> is more of a runner than a thrower. Uh, He's outside his mind. We're we're hoping that Dwayne Haskins drops some dimes in his pro day yeah. and at the combine. I want
0: Kyler Murray. I want Kyler Murray to break the forty record and, because uh, that if the, the reason why I say that and I honestly don't even remember who has the forty record at this point. It was Chris Johnson, wasn't it? No, oh, but, I, sorry, but it uh, doesn't –
1: didn't court, didn't somebody else – Wide receiver else? for the Bengals, John
0: – Oh, John Ross. Yeah. Right, John Ross. So if – the reason why, and I say it in jest, and we'll get out of here on this, if Kyler Murray breaks the 40 record, he is automatically a top five pick. And he
1: uh, he committed to football just today on Twitter. He did? Yeah. Moving for, forward, I am firmly – What a shocker. committing my life. In time to becoming one to four an NFL PM. The
0: freaks, Bo and I are filling in today. We will be talking about that. Fox Sports nine ten Phoenix, iHeart Radio app. Search for Fox Sports nine ten Phoenix, one PM Mountain Standard Time. That will be a topic that we will talk about. Unfortunately, we have to leave now. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock will check you guys tomorrow.